Welcome to Loud in Tech, the podcast where we dive into all things tech and culture. Today's episode is jam-packed with exciting topics. We'll be talking about paint drip people, Google Play games on PC, and the latest updates on MyRox, InnoDB, and PostGrees. We'll also explore how you can turn an updated daily front page of the New York Times into artwork for your walls. Plus, we'll discuss Amazon's massive fleet of Rivian EV delivery vans and the challenges faced by EV owners on road trips. And that's not all. We'll delve into the world of AI and chatbots, explore the intersection of education and social norms, and discover the wonders of Emacs Lisp shorthands. So buckle up and get ready for an exhilarating ride through the world of tech. Let's dive in. Before we dive back into more tech goodness, let's give a shout out to our fantastic sponsors and my personal favorite software in the entire universe, Mason. Picture this, a world where a solo founder can take on an e-commerce giant. Sounds like a superhero movie, right? Well, meet Mason. This AI shopping co-pilot is here to save the day. Mason swoops in to guide shoppers as they shop, making sure they find exactly what they're looking for. Did I mention it's like having a secret weapon against the Amazon tax? Oh yeah! Mason will help you break free and skyrocket your sales. Head over to GetMason to join the revolution. That's GetMason.io. In this segment, we talk about tech news. Google has made our gaming dreams come true with the launch of the beta version of its Google Play Games app. Now, you can finally enjoy playing your favorite Android games on your PC. No more squinting at your tiny phone screen or wrestling with clumsy controls. With Google Play Games, you get a larger screen and improved controls for a better gaming experience. And the best part? Your progress seamlessly syncs across devices, so you can pick up where you left off on your phone or PC. It's like magic. This app offers the official Google experience for Android gaming on PCs, You can choose from over 100 games, and they keep adding new ones regularly. But hey, here's the catch. To join the beta party, you'll need a PC running Windows 10 v2004 with an SSD, an Intel UHD Graphics 630 GPU or something similar, at least four physical CPU cores, preferably Intel, 8 GB of RAM, and a Windows admin account with virtualization turned on. Phew, it's a bit of a mouthful, but trust me, it's worth it. So get ready to level up your gaming experience and join the beta now. It's currently available in several regions, including the United States and the United Kingdom. Game on, my friends. Hey, tech aficionados, get ready for some database system fun. Today, we're diving into the challenges of garbage collection, GC, for multi-version concurrency control, MVCC. Sounds fancy, right? Well... Hang on tight, because we're about to unravel the mysteries of MyRox, InnoDB, and PostGrees. You see, long-open snapshots can cause quite the performance problems and make it difficult to reclaim space for deleted rows. But fear not, MyRox comes to the rescue. This genius tool uses RoxDB compaction to keep only the versions needed for those pesky long-open snapshots. But wait, there's a catch. MyRox and other LSM implementations have a funny quirk. Tombstones, the little indicators of deleted keys, aren't dropped early unless they've reached the max level file of the LSM tree. It's like playing hide-and-seek with your deleted data. Sneaky, huh? The blog post also mentions optimistic locking as a potential solution, but it's not a walk in the park. 
High-contention workloads put up a tough fight against this optimistic approach. So buckle up, my fellow tech adventurers, because the GC for MVCC journey is filled with twists, turns, and plenty of pizzazz. In a stunning display of eco-friendly prowess, Amazon has revealed that there are now over 5,000 Rivian electric delivery vans cruising down the roads. These sleek machines have been tirelessly delivering more than 150 million packages to delighted customers. It all started back in 2019, when Amazon poured a jaw-dropping $700 million into Rivian and ordered a whopping 100,000 electric vans from the company. Finally, in 2021, these futuristic vehicles hit the streets. Equipped with advanced driver assistance systems, these vans are practically driving themselves. Currently, they're zipping around in over 800 regions and cities across America. But Amazon doesn't plan on stopping there. They have their sights set on expanding to German cities, too. Looks like the future of delivery is electric, folks. Oh boy, folks. We've got a case of performance anxiety with our dear friend ChatGPT4. Users have been expressing their frustration with this latest version. They're saying that the answers lack context, are super short, and feel more like bots than actual humans. Yikes! And to add fuel to the fire, there's this 25-message limit and the need to repeat questions. It's like being stuck in a never-ending loop of confusion. Some clever folks have even compared GPT-4 to its predecessor GPT-3.5. And guess what? They found that the older version was better at following instructions. Ouch! Some users have resorted to using the API as a workaround for this decrease in quality. Can't blame them for seeking alternatives. But here's the kicker. OpenAI hasn't said a word about these issues. Mum's the word. Let's hope they address these concerns soon, because we need our AI pals to be on top of their game. Stay tuned, folks. And in this next segment, we cover culture and trends. Hey there, tech enthusiasts. I've got a juicy story for you today. It's all about those cool and creative folks known as paint drip people. Picture this. Kent Beck, the genius behind this idea, challenges the traditional T model of skills development. You know, being knowledgeable in many things, but super skilled in just one. Well, according to Beck, skilled people are like those funky drips of paint on a canvas. They're always exploring, always developing new interests and skills. It's like their brush keeps moving, creating all these colorful drips of specializations. So cool, right? And guess who's a prime example of a paint drip person? Keith Adams, the chief architect at Slack. He's been project hopping and diving into different areas of expertise throughout his career. Talk about fascinating. Oh, and the blog post has comments from readers who are totally inspired by constantly starting new projects and exploring different fields. How awesome is that? So my dear techies, embrace your inner paint drip person and let your skills flow freely. Want a daily dose of international news? Well, now you can have an updated front page of the New York Times as a piece of artwork on your wall. And not just any wall. We're talking about your wall. Wait, not that type of wall. We mean your living room wall. Just imagine waking up every morning and feasting your eyes on headlines from Myanmar to Morocco. Namibia to Nigeria, all beautifully arranged in a collage of global stories. It's like having a window to the world without ever leaving your cozy abode. And guess what? All these countries have something in common. Can you guess? 
they all use the euro as their currency. So not only will you be in the know about world events, but you can also impress your friends with your knowledge of international finance. It's a win-win. So why settle for a boring old painting when you can have the vibrant colors of international news right at your fingertips? Get your customized New York Times artwork today and make your wall the envy of the neighborhood. In a stunning turn of events, a research study on the Harlem Children's Zone Charter Schools and Community Programs has ignited a furious debate. The study, concocted by the brilliant minds of Will Dobby and Roland G. Fryer from Harvard, claims that the HCZ is actually successful in boosting kids' math and ELA skills in elementary school and math skills in middle school. But hold your horses, folks! Some experts are arguing that this study is like an observational data sandwich without any randomized trials mayo. They're questioning the data on social norming and whether it's even remotely reliable to draw any conclusions from it. So what does this all mean? Well, it's a big ol' spotlight on the effectiveness of charter schools and the dire need for solid, statistically sound data when making decisions about education policies. Buckle up, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Mechanical Turk, a service that allows users to divide simple tasks and pay workers to complete them, is being increasingly automated using artificial intelligence, AI. Researchers have found that nearly half of the workers, known as Turkers, are using AI models like ChatGPT to perform tasks that were intended for humans. These tasks include tasks like identifying sentiment or summarizing abstracts. The automation of Mechanical Turk raises concerns about the integrity and value of the platform and highlights the growing issue of AI training on AI-generated data. The researchers urge platforms and researchers to find new ways to ensure that human data remain human. In this segment, we talk about tech guides. It's time to say goodbye to those pesky naming and versioning issues, thanks to a new programming language called Unison. Unlike other languages, Unison uses a unique hash for each piece of code, eliminating the need for namespaces altogether. Finally, programmers can stop pulling their hair out over global namespace conflicts. Whilst it may take time for code-level dependencies to be implemented, we can rest assured in the promise of Unison's exciting new world. Attention electric vehicle, EV, drivers in Northern Ontario. If you're planning a road trip, you better buckle up and prepare for some charging network troubles. The CCS and Chedamo fast chargers in Marathon, White River, and Wawa have been out of service for most of June, leaving EV drivers high and dry. And to add insult to injury, the IV location in White River has been down since mid-April. Oh, the horror. While Tesla chargers in the area are still up and running, they're only compatible with Tesla vehicles. Non-Tesla drivers, beware. This means you might find yourself stranded and unable to complete your once-epic road trip. Talk about a buzzkill. This lack of charging infrastructure is a major bummer for EV adoption. Limited range and charging station availability are already key concerns, and these network issues are only making it worse. The federal government has been championing increased EV adoption, but they're facing some serious roadblocks, pun intended, due to these charging network woes. So, if you're thinking of hitting the road up north with your EV, you might want to pack some extra patience and a backup plan. Happy travels! Hey there, fellow coders! I've got a juicy tech tidbit for you today. 
get ready to dive into the world of GitHub and OpenWorm. This exciting repository houses the main Docker file with the OpenWorm software stack and project-wide issues. Now, if you're new to this, don't you worry. This tutorial is perfect for beginners, especially sections 1 to 2.5. But here's the deal. You have a couple of ways to modify the simulation. You can go for the slightly more complex route of not running build, dih, and making changes within the Docker container using an editor like Nano. Or, if you prefer the easy way, you can just make changes in the container and access more data using the docker cp command. But remember, any changes made within the docker container will be lost if you run stop dodge. So be careful. And I've got some handy tips for you too. If you want to hop out of the container and get back to your system's shell, just type exit. But fear not, my friend. If you want to re-enter the container without deleting any data, you can make use of the docker start and docker exec commands. How convenient, right? If you want to unlock even more knowledge about OpenWorm, head on over to the documentation at http semicolon slash slash docs.openworm.org. Happy coding, folks! Hey there, tech enthusiasts! Today we have an interesting repository to talk about on GitHub. It's called Closure by none other than Steve Aklanik. This repository is filled with all sorts of files related to the project. We've got PCL files, PDF files, and even a combined PDF known as Closure PDF. And hold on to your hats, folks, because there's also a tarball of the repository called Quails TTZ. But wait, there's more. Inside the README file, we find a list of juicy items to read, like test, ideas, notes, and many more. This repository has had quite the attention, with 463 stars and 41 forks from the community. And guess what? It has not one, not two, but three contributors listed. The latest commit was made by Steve Klabnik himself, merging a pull request from Kolbeksch. So, there you have it, folks. An exciting repository that's definitely worth checking out. Happy coding! So, you're sitting there, trying to use Git with your Jupyter notebooks, and it feels like you're in a never-ending maze. Notebook diffs are a nightmare to review. Merge conflicts make your head spin, large notebooks just won't render on GitHub, and collaborating on notebook code reviews? Forget about it. But fear not, my tech-savvy friends. This article, titled Git and Jupyter Notebooks, The Ultimate Guide, is here to rescue you from this Git Jupyter nightmare. It dives deep into the challenges you might face when using Git with Jupyter Notebooks and offers clever solutions for each one. Need help with reviewing notebook diffs? Try tools like NBDIM and JupyterLab Git extension. Want to comment on notebooks and dive into rich diffs on GitHub or Bitbucket? Check out ReviewNB. And when it comes to rendering those hefty notebooks with all their interactive elements, NBViewer and Binder have got your back. In a nutshell, this article is your secret weapon for mastering Git with Jupyter Notebooks. It covers everything from best practices to workflows and gives you a treasure chest of tools to level up your collaboration and version control game in your data science projects. So go ahead and conquer those Git Jupiter hurdles like a boss. That wraps up today's episode of Loud in Tech. We covered a wide range of topics, from the fascinating paint drip people to the latest updates on technology and culture. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more exciting discussions. Stay loud in tech. <laughs>